大家晚上好，这里是正在为您演讲的。This is Merrick's Experts, a podcast that provides analysis of current affairs in China. Hello and welcome to another Merix podcast. I'm Ruth Kirchner. My guest today is Kenneth Libertal, senior fellow at the Brookings Institution in Washington, former professor at the University of Michigan, and influential China analyst and scholar. Professor Libertal, for many years we took it for granted that、uh, China's economic reform and、uh, opening would lead to some sort of political opening, at least a little bit sort of incremental. Progress. Xi Jinping seems to have proved us all wrong. What's currently happening in China politically, domestically? I think that Xi Jinping is trying, on the one hand, to change a lot of the way China is governed, but on the other hand, with a large middle class and with a fairly disgruntled, very large population of migrants, he's worried that demands for change. Will get out ahead of what he's prepared to do, and he clearly has shown that he's someone who wants to be very much in control, and so he has ended up moving fairly sharply in the direction of sharply reducing dissent, making the media much less critical, much less open, and in a variety of ways、uh, limiting、uh, what intellectuals are allowed to say, limiting debate in China, so that there's this. Ironic outcome of, on the one hand, major ambitions for reform, including reform and governance, but on the other hand, tactics that are in fact、uh, more reminiscent of China 30 years ago than where we thought China would be today. And where that will lead is unclear, but it is、uh, startling to many in China,、uh, especially among officials and intellectuals, and it is frankly、uh, surprising to many outside observers of China. And、uh, what do you think is the main driving force? Is there a sort of element of anxiety and fear, maybe, in the Chinese leadership that、uh, the situation domestically could get out of control? I think the Chinese always worry about tensions in their society and the potential for social instability. And with modern communications, with the color revolutions that have occurred in various countries around the world. I think that、uh, they clearly are very worried about instability domestically, and so they want to, on the one hand, enable people to go abroad for study. They want to acquire technology. They want to have a highly educated population, and they've expanded higher education dramatically over the last 15 years. But on the other hand, he clearly is trying very hard to be sure that there are strong limits to what can happen from below. And、uh, those limits are now growing rapidly, and and that, frankly, is、uh, is a source of real concern.、Uh, looking at Xi Jinping and his leadership style, he has been described by some as the most powerful leader、uh, since Deng Xiaoping or Mao Zedong. Even how do you see him, a sort of Mao Zedong type of leader, or maybe more like a Vladimir Putin, more a sort of realpolitik than ideologically driven? He's not like Mao Zedong in that Mao Zedong、uh, believed in stirring up trouble, creating tensions in the population, and and unleashing those tensions. And Xi Jinping is all about control. So、uh, while he's often compared to Mao Zedong by foreign media, I think the differences are fundamental. Having said that, Xi has centralized power at the top of the party system. 
so that he dominates the very top party leadership in a way that we haven't seen in decades. But his anti-corruption campaign, his uh, exercise of strong leadership, has in fact sapped to a considerable extent his ability to get local leaders, provincial, the cities, the counties, the township, those leaders to be incentivized to actually be creative and get things done that move the country forward in the directions he wants to go. Uh, give us an example for that. Where do we see that happening, that Xi Jinping wants some policies implemented and it's not happening on the ground? You see that in areas like uh, environmental protection. This is now a high priority for the system as a whole. But in fact, in a lot of localities, little is being done because they don't know what they should prioritize. They're afraid to undertake major projects because they're afraid that somehow or other someone will accuse them of corruption for those projects. In fact, there have been a number of cases where projects have been approved by higher levels, funded by higher levels of the system, and are not being implemented because local leaders are simply too afraid to move on those issues. Now, this varies as you go around trying, you know, different different localities have different specifics to them. So I don't want to suggest that nothing's being done. But even when you talk to people at the top, a constant complaint is that local leaders simply are not taking initiative. And at the same time, if I were a local leader in China, I would think long and hard before sticking my neck out. This is Merrick's Experts. My guest today is Ken Libertal of the Brookings Institution in Washington. We're discussing China under Xi Jinping. Ken Libertal, a China that is less tolerant domestically, is that also a China that is maybe less cooperative internationally? It may be. It need not be. You could see tighter domestic policy combined with a greater openness internationally, greater willingness to cooperate internationally, because they are afraid of domestic instability, but they don't want foreign tension either. I think the reality is that the current Chinese leadership, Xi Jinping, is uh, more confident internationally than his predecessor was. He's a diplomat in many ways, a real politician. On global issues, he has, in fact, positioned China to play a more positive role than they have been willing to play in the past, whether that's on climate change, international fight against terrorism, disaster relief, you know, you name it. There are a wide array of issues in which uh, China has become active and serious contributor. I think in bilateral and regional relationships, it's a somewhat different story. If you, from a U.S. perspective, China in the South China Sea is being very assertive, not cooperative, and uh, very worrisome. So he has been cooperative in some areas, not at all cooperative in other areas. He has proposed a lot of things that he seeks to offer as being helpful to countries around China, such as these massive financing and investment schemes, One Belt, One Road, the AIB, and so forth. But on the other hand, he has been very prickly and very tough on issues where he thinks he's being challenged on matters of Chinese sovereignty or China's national interest. So it's a mixed bag. Ken Libertal, thanks a lot for joining us here at Merrick's. That was Kenneth Libertal, Senior Fellow at the Brookings Institution in Washington. I'm Ruth Kirchner. Thanks for listening and goodbye for now. 
You have been listening to Merrick's Experts, a podcast from the Mercator Institute for China Studies in Berlin. Merrick's is one of the largest international think tanks for independent policy-oriented research on contemporary China.